Hey, I'm JR. And I'm Mike from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast. Welcome to season three of the pod, where we'll continue exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world and beer. Lots of beer. Lots of beer, JR. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you duckass. Welcome to 18 Over Par with Mike and JR, proudly presented by Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by a former PGA of Canada candidate, Cam Preston. He's a single-digit handicap player now and has been sober for well over a year. All right. Well, we're back and we are in person. And this is, well, Corey dubbed it the general manager here at Breezy Band Studio S. Mm, the West Wing of the Breezy West Band. Or Studio like 5, that. sorry. 5 looks like S. Is it Studio 5? He mentioned Studio okay. 5. Studio 5, the West Wing. <laughs> it is a beautiful room. They have acoustic paneling, which is awesome. Apparently, this is where the bride gets ready. Mm hmm. And EJ's wine wine oh, yes. parties. We've yeah. heard about the wine parties. Yeah, wine in '69. Is that what it is? Could be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. sure. <laughs> we'll have to go back. We Listen like to wine. Corey or Chris Enos's episode from Breezy Bend. Uh, we've interviewed a lot of people from mm-hmm. Breezy Bend, but uh, they have some uh, amazing people here, uh, amazing members, uh, including this gentleman who we're sitting across from right now. And him and I go way, way back. We started working together at the Boneyard. Um, so we're going to get into that. The Cinnabon Golf Club, we got some stories around that working together. Uh, and what was, I mean, looking back, it was it was a shit show. <laughs> but at the same time, a lot of people wanted to be there. A lot of people want to be members there. And I'm sure we've learned a lot oh, yes. from that experience. Um, and if you want to learn something about finances, Wealth management, you got to talk to this guy, Bryce Matlashewski. He's an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204 515 3446. We also have all his info in our link tree. And I'm not sure if he wants a hat or not. I don't know how big his head is. He seems like, uh, a, seems like know, he has a pretty. He could be a big, big head, head guy. Yeah. I don't I, We'll give him a hat. I think we can get him a hat. I'm uh, not sure if he's a hat guy, but uh, I think he he certainly earned a hat for supporting us over the years. Although we're a little low on our supply of hats. We are. Yeah. Why? We got burglarized. <laughs> <laughs> the hat burglar. <laughs> yeah. The, the ham burglar, the turd burglar, and well, we got gotta, the hat burglar. I got to quickly talk about the goat fest. We brought that up in uh, a few previous episodes, and uh, that's our hockey team's annual tournament, and it's growing and growing, and next year, hopefully, we can have a, a full shotgun you tournament. You might say you never saw something so big. <laughs> what are you saying about Tony Fino's <laughs> arms or how long they were? Never seen something. Possibly. So Possibly. They're very long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they yeah. are. Yeah. In this case, you've certainly seen bigger golf tournaments. Uh, yeah, we had 45 guys, 11, 11 teams, and uh, lots of fun rules. And buddy putter. 
buddy. We saw the buddy putter guys. Uh, shout out to to them. They knew who they are. If they listen, uh, a different different uh, tournament group that that plays on Saturday. So we ran into them. We handed out a bunch of stickers and a bunch of uh, ball markers, whether they liked it or not. Uh, but Go Fest was a success. We played at Bell Acres. They had the Bell Acres app. And they actually set mm. us up for live scoring, which was super cool. Not sure if you've ever been in a, in a scramble tournament with live scoring, but we could enter our scores. And, and Does it show the other groups too? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so you know, uh, in this case, it wasn't shotguns. So, you know, we would be, it would show what hole you're on. You're at minus four. Oh, this, this group's at this hole. So you could, what in my head, I was like, well, we can live see what groups are cheating. Yeah. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> and we had some interesting rules, but I'm sure hopefully everyone was honest. Um, we, uh, there was a charity aspect to the tournament. We, we donated $325 to uh, the Children's Miracle Network through the uh, DQ Nick and Nicky uh, Foundation. I don't know. Well it's done. not a foundation. But, uh, so that was a great day. Unfortunately, I left my car unlocked at Smitty's Westwood. <laughs> and that's where the, the hats have gone missing. The Somebody, Westwood vagrants. The vagrants, the burglars, the hat burglars. Uh, so, yeah, who's who's the idiot who left their car unlocked uh, overnight? It was me. Uh, but uh, luckily, they didn't steal any golf clubs. They just helped themselves to some 18 over par hats. Uh, my golf shoes, <laughs> my pro SLs are gone. I promptly have purchased some new uh uh, Foot Joy traditions or something from Caddy Shed. So shout out to those guys. So what? They're like eight years old. <laughs> they're from Caddy Shed. <laughs> no, no, they are nice people. Darren and the folks, Scott. I know you're listening. Uh, they are great. They uh, they hooked me up. So uh, they got they got some new stuff. They got some old stuff over there. They got and everything you could want. Exactly. They really do. And uh, great great fitters. Um, I'm getting off topic, but. I, oh. Golf Canada also, because I'm a Golf Canada member, if uh, your equipment is stolen, you are covered for that. So really? I, I yes. am uh, yeah. going to put in a claim for my shoes that are stolen. Immediately, the gentleman asked if my clubs were stolen. They were not. I would like to keep my clubs. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And uh, I will claim my uh, shoes. A few other things were stolen from the vehicle. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Outway, Gary, and Walker, whose stuff was also stolen. I am sorry for not locking my doors. Gary. Rumor has it the window is down, too. Probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rainstorm. The joke was that Dirty Mike and their, the boys. Dirty Mike and the boys. They had their way with oh, my uh, Grand Cherokee, so... <laughs> Soup kitchen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I hope not. Oh, it man. smelt uh, fine, but they could have soup kitchened it. Uh, oh. If so, looking wow. for a, an, a, an auto detailer to, <laughs> to sanitize. But uh, that's my lowdown on the goat fest. And the hats. So you went by earlier in the week to drop off hats at my place because mm -hmm. you had to mow someone's lawn. 
Yeah, I was a big lawnmower this week. Uh, <laughs> on Friday night, mowed my lawn, my back lawn, neighbor's lawn, and then had to go over to uh, the wife's uh, friend's house to mow her lawn. I never want to mow another man's lawn, but uh, <laughs> yeah. he was out of town. So, And then my back was a little stiff for the for the Goats Fest. But I swung well, and I figured out my slice. And, and But who won? Who won the tourney? Oh, that's a good question. Oh. Yeah, well... Mr. Mr. Preston's best buddy there, Nick Hatch. He was a late addition. Uh, Probably came a, in at like a 12 handicap. <laughs> yeah, it was not capped. Uh, it was Nick Hatch, Sean Skeen, Ross Johnstone, Scott Forkin, Trevor Lyons uh, took the, the top spot. And uh, Sean That's Skeen. a nasty group. Does play on the subarctic goats, so that's that's good that somebody from our team actually won. Yeah. I don't know sure if he played that many games. He was out acting. <laughs> he was out He's acting. A, a, a thespian. Yeah. I think season one, episode four or five. Sean Skeen. He was uh, yeah. Stuntman. Big really? blanket. Actor, big yeah. blanket guy. Cool. Big yeah. He's uh. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even want to say Anyways, that was my... Before uh, I get canceled. I think that was everything. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a good day. It was funny. Uh, we all met in Smitty's parking lot in the morning, and uh, we had a moving van uh, move, put all our clubs in the in the moving van. We all got on a school bus. Our clubs took up about a quarter of the moving van. Yeah. Uh, however, <laughs> that was the best thing uh, and most efficient way to get our clubs. Like to a five-ton truck? It was huge, yeah. Oh, wow. It was absolutely huge. <laughs> Someone mentioned, like, oh, is that the freezer truck? <laughs> right. Like, well, we're going the freezer truck through the Not DQ to go further on this, somebody saw on, you know, the, uh, the, the hens were chirping on uh, Facebook there is some lady said oh i saw a bunch of people loading golf clubs onto a on a truck there must be a golf tournament (laughs) somebody actually posted this on on the community facebook page really so it was pretty funny we made the news anyways wow it was a grand day well speaking of uh, mowing lawns and i don't want to mow your lawn here mike but i am usually in the back nine lightning round you ask about nicknames and we had a buddha earlier this year, Darren Hayden. And this was, I guess it was sort of pressed upon you. That's how nicknames are, though. You don't really ask for your own. They just get put on you. But that was your nickname, Cam, back at uh, the Boneyard at Assiniboine. Roscoe Lemon. Ross Lemon, who's now Augusta, Georgia. Yeah. He looks like he's doing very well. Yeah, he's doing super well for himself. So I didn't really call you Buddha much. I just called you Cam or CP or Preston. Well, a lot of guys, (laughs) uh, a lot of the the crew call me Hash, too. (laughs) And why is that? Well, uh, there's there's a few uh, <laughs> meanings behind that one. Hash browns, love potatoes, big <laughs> yeah. potato guy, big restaurant guy. Definitely, I yeah. love potatoes. Yeah. Nothing like you it. say definitely potato, is. I say potato. You say hash, we say whatever. Let's move on. All right, well, let's get into the show and talk about how you actually ended up getting into this game of golf. Yeah, well, I was roughly six. Maybe seven years old, uh, growing up in Charleswood. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my good childhood friends was Chris Isaac, mm. and his dad uh, was the golf pro at Tuxedo Golf Course for many, 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 many years. So from basically the age of eight on, I spent every single day I could at the golf course. Mm. I worked on the range there. I went out. I played every day from sun up to sundown. Mm. We hung out there. That was all we did. And then, of course, in the winter, played hockey. But mm-hmm. during the summer, that's where you, forever. till like, we were 15. 
and you still can't beat Nick Hadge at golf. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Nick Hadge. Did you, yeah, did you? No, no. That was a good one, though. You saved that a little bit. Hey, yeah, that was good. Yeah, oh, Nick's good. He's a player. Did you, uh, what is it, what do they call it when they pick up the balls by hand at the course? We used oh, to yeah. have to shag, shag, shag balls. You shag yeah. balls, yeah. When it was really wet on the range, we'd, they'd close the range down and send you out, and yeah. you had to shag balls. Yeah, it was no fun. Muddy. So just because you worked there, you got to play there, sort of thing. Were you a member well, or anything? Or no, there no. there really wasn't any member status at that I time. Guess, right. But just being also like best friends with Chris and mm-hmm. and playing hockey together, and our dads were best friends, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, we basically got dropped off there, and then we got picked up when it was dark, wow. or we came home with Johnny I. That's awesome, right? <laughs> so I mean, it, it was a shout out to Charles Johnny I. Yeah. Johnny I is a hell of a guy. <laughs> it right? rhymes. I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you play any junior tournaments? I did. Up? Yeah, I did play in the junior Manitoba mm-hmm. junior for yeah. uh, a few times, a couple years in a row. Uh, actually, funny story: the last year I played in the junior, I think I was thirteen or fourteen, and I got dropped off at Bell. It was at Bell Lakers, mm-hmm. and I got dropped off at the Bell by my dad on his way to work. <laughs> played one and two, played the par three third hole unloaded my bag into the trees oh. on the fourth tee. <laughs> no balls left. Picked my clubs up, walked right to the starting table, oh. DQ'd myself, and left. Oh, no. <laughs> this is at age 13 or something. <laughs> right. right? I'd, I'd had enough. I'd had enough. Well, how many balls did you lose? Or did you oh, 20. Lose? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe not 20, but yeah. I pounded every ball I had into the bush. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, man. So, I on mean, two? at that point, uh, on no, on, on four. On four, yeah. The dog leg right? The big blinker? Yeah. The one that used to have bees in it. Yeah, that's the that, yeah, that's the Bell Acres uh, for you. <laughs> the Bell Acres bees. Yeah, the that's Bell Acres uh, bees. Did you a get fun one. Did you get your first set of clubs from your dad or? A I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I got my first set of clubs. They were actually from Dale. Oh yeah, no way. They were from Dale because my dad used to work in the Civic Center. Oh. So okay. he uh, his he worked for Parks and Recreation for the City of Winnipeg, and his office was uh, in the. Upstairs at the Civic Center. Oh, no way. Yeah. Neat. So he came home uh, one year and had clubs, and I just picked the game up right then and loved it. Did you have any lessons or anything? You well, just, yeah, yeah, because well, I, I went in every single junior clinic, everything, right? <laughs> because that's what we we were there, mm-hmm. right? John Isaac was the, the, the teacher at the time. Oh, and then it became Brock Balog, who was the assistant pro, mm-hmm. and he would teach... Uh, Darcy Lachance was another guy that was there. And um, Tuxedo would have been a city course at that time? No, no, no it was private. Or was not, it, it was, was, a, it ever it was a, a public course? public municipal golf course, okay. but it was owned by uh, a gentleman by the name of Mike Rattray. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Cool. The history of Tuxedo. We were talking to Sandy yeah. a little bit about that, how they yep. used to have yeah. the Hall kids, like yep. uh, Brett Hall and I don't know. Oh, the yeah. Hall ones. They well, used to be out there banging uh, it around. They lived just up the street there mm. in, in Tuxedo growing up. Oh, so you yeah. didn't know that. Okay, that explains why they would have been out there American banging around. American born, though, right? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but still playing there. Yeah, pretty yeah. cool. What do you have in your bag now? Because uh, I like your sticks that you have in your bag now. Right now I'm playing uh, Mizuno uh, Pro 223s. See, two, two, I got the 221s. Two, two yeah. That's why wow. I had to bring it up. How do yeah. you like them? Oh, they're incredible. Yeah. I would never be able to, like, I, impossible to replace. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Jeez, absolutely. No. I was really skeptical about it. Uh, about switching to Mizuno from mm-hmm. Callaway. And when I made the jump, it was just like night and day. Mm. They're so nice. 
And those are blades? They're blades? they're a cavity blade, yeah. Oh, so okay. there's a little bit of a notch cut out of the top of it, mm -hmm. but it's same as a blade. Jeez. Yeah. And uh, talking to DQ Nick, you know how to hit them. I can hit it. <laughs> yeah, I can I can play. How did you get into those? Uh, into yeah. the Mizuno? Yeah. yeah. I picked four irons. I went to Golf Town. Yeah. I picked four irons. I had the Apex Pros. The Taylor, uh, which Taylor were they? P7Ms, I think. Mm -hmm. And one other, oh, a Titleist iron. And then the Mizuno iron, and that was what I hit the best. Wow. Jeez, yeah. Fitted that, shafts and I'd, uh, old, old wait, you, JR, you have the two, 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 two ones. ones. So they're blades. Mm -hmm. That they just happened to hit the, so I hit the pings better. I forget what pings I tried. Yeah. Uh, I was at Golf Tech with Colwyn, who we were supposed to play some golf with at Southwood, but he's playing in the Larders Pro-Am. As he being a pro, he wants to make some money and not play with some jobbers like us. <laughs> so, <laughs> Lanny so would always do be down to play with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not Colwyn, it's all right. No, no, it's, a, it's all good, it's all good. So we ended up working together at Assiniboine. And to me, this is a really interesting part of your story of how you ended up there and you trying to become, at least I know when I first met you, the only reason why you were at Assiniboine was to kind of get some credits or get some hours well, in trying to, try to, to become apprentice. a pro, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So effectively, you have to put a certain amount of uh, hours in, or at least I believe that's how it was back then. This is a, quite a while ago. But uh, you had to work, uh, you know, apprenticing under a pro, yeah. right? And learn the tricks of the trade, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I spoke to Dale, and I explained to him that that's what I kind of had in mind and I wanted to do, and he brought me on. Right now, Assiniboine was a little bit tougher though, because it was the pro shop is like a garage sale <laughs> for the most part, right? Like there's shit that goes back like yes. 30 years that he still yeah. was still trying right, to yeah. sell, right? Especially right? in the back, if you look Absolutely. at the back, Absolutely. right? And, and it was still like, all inventory, like it wasn't dead inventory. No. It was all shit that you could sell. Yeah, right. So I mean, it was a little different. There was no range there either, right? Mm -hmm. And did you ever shag the range there? Uh, I, <laughs> I don't think you did. I think I you let think it I to me. Ever, ever. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I don't uh, blame you. Or at the time, like uh, Scott Buchanan and Tyler oh, Kelchuk yes. yeah, and, yeah. and all those guys too, right? Like they uh, they were all junior members mm -hmm. growing up there, right? So they they were all always good kids and always around, mm -hmm. you know, playing. And it, it was not uh, – <laughs> It wasn't a bad place to work, but it had its ups and downs, that's for sure. Yeah, it sure did. And was, was that your thought process of like, hey, I want to do this as a career. I want to make this my job. I love golf, mm -hmm. right? And I I've, I thought that that's what I wanted to do, right? And that at that point in my life, I think I was 26 or something. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the direction I wanted to head, right? Until I found out how much kind of really money they the assistant pros make at that time, right? You know, and you got to be a, a club head pro. Yeah. Right? You got to be teaching. You got to have a range. You got to be doing all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And yet still play golf. Right. Right? It's hard. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what we've been coming across and having worked in the industry of how a lot of people maybe want to get into it, but they don't realize 
don't actually get to play a whole lot of golf. No, There's a lot of business stuff around it. Yeah. It was uh, Baldwin. He he brought us to the CPGA, can't play golf anymore. Right. Yeah. That was, that was the <laughs> acronym. Well, yeah, one of my buddies, he uh, his name's Gavin March. He is the uh, one of the pros at Rossmere. Mm-hmm. He plays like three times a year. And three of them are usually tournaments, right? Oh, so, yeah. like, he's always always working and always uh, always doing that, right? He's there sun up to sundown. We take a quick break to hear from Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. So, Bryce, could you let us know what the difference is between a RRSP versus a TFSA? Yeah, there's a lot of confusion with these two tools. They're both great, but in a lot of instances, they're, they're, they're very opposite of each other. Uh, With a TFSA, you're dealing with post-tax money, uh, meaning you won't get a tax break when you make the initial contribution. But on on that token, you won't be taxed on any gains that happen inside that tax-free savings account. An RRSP, on on the other hand, uh, you're dealing with pre-tax money. You do get a tax break uh, when you make that contribution. And however, all, all of the withdrawals that you make will be taxed in the future. So uh, you can grow tax-free in the meantime inside of that uh, structure, but inevitably have to pay taxes to CRA when you draw down that account. Is there a recommendation if you're a newbie investor or someone that's new into wealth management that you suggest to go on one lane or the other, or do you try and do both at the same time? For most young people, a tax-free savings account is probably going to be the tool that you're going to want to maximize first. Uh, The reason for that is most younger people have a lower income or they're going to anticipate having a higher income in the future. So you want to contribute to a tax-free savings account when your income is lower or you anticipate your income is going to be higher in the future. At that same token, you're going to want to save your RSP room uh, until you're in a higher tax bracket. That way, when you are making contributions, it helps offset that higher tax that you're paying and uh, helps reduce your overall tax bill. That was Bryce Malashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. Well, that's why I had the chance. So I was playing men's opening at Southwood and Steeper was there and Baldwin, Brennan Baldwin, who we had on the show earlier this year. And Steeper also had on the show uh, with his uh, lovely wife, Jacqueline. Most people came to listen to Jacqueline. They didn't give mm-hmm. a shit about Steeper. <laughs> My mom is still asking for the Christmas CD <laughs> of Jacqueline's. So. And Sandy, so Jacqueline's dad, kept on sending us a video that he took of him playing it on his desktop computer. Oh, yeah. So he took a video on his phone of his desktop computer screen yeah. Yeah. and sent it to Sandy. Yeah. Sandy's a beauty, man. One of the greatest there is. Did you? Were you there at the same oh, time? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. And my dad is really good friends with Sandy too. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Jeez. The bald falcon. Bald falcon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a beauty. And so, I, like, literally, I'm, I'm sure you remember this, but after every event that we had at Assiniboine, you had to do an emergency nine. Dale yeah. was going out there playing with some of the big guys. Yeah. Heinrichs, Instance, Always. whoever was there, emergency nine. And as an employee, you're like, fuck, 
Like, yeah, I'm well, be they're out there until, <laughs> until they're drunk, right? Or no, someone's out of money because they're playing, they're playing for huge money games, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Right? Dale didn't, uh, didn't fuck around when it came <laughs> to shit like that, right? Explain the emergency nine, and it sounded like you had an emergency nine at Southwood. Tried to do an emergency league. nine, but I guess times have changed a little bit. But I'm like, you guys got to get out here and play. Like, we had a great time, a great yeah. night. There's still, you know, some people buzzing around, some, right. some good members, and I'm like, listen... You guys got to come out and play. You guys have a staff here that can figure out who gets credits. I got 275, um, which was great. Yeah. Yeah. New members. I was like, hey, make some money. Might as well do it. But it's like, let's get out there and play some golf. So like, you know what? Let's go do it. So the emergency nine, I don't know how it came about, but it always happened after every big event, whether it be men's opening, club championship. Uh, we used to do Esapenko's Englishman versus Instances Mad Dogs. Yeah, that was a good tournament too. Yeah. I remember playing, uh, play, I got to play that one year, and my partner was Bruce Foster. I don't know if you remember him. Hell yeah. Yeah, and he was a good player. Hell yeah, he was a good player. Yeah, we, we kicked some ass that day too. Well, it wouldn't surprise me because I think he was floating around as a four or seven yeah. handicap and he was maybe a scratch golfer. Yeah. But that's a Cinnaboyne though. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> oh yeah, there's some beauties there for sure. I got some great stories about that, those guys. And so the emergency wow. nine, because everyone just wanted to play because they either were playing for money or Esso wanted to get out and a chance to play because he didn't get to play a whole hell of a lot. Mm. And that was his opportunity, serve the members, get out there and play. We all, but when Esso was playing, he was playing. So he would come right. in the, the day before or the night before or two days before, scratch names out of the book to fill his tea times in. <laughs> and he would give himself two-hour increments to play, and he would just play through the whole day. <laughs> and like there was times you'd see the guy, he's on the third hole. He's driving over to the seventh green to say hi to someone, to talk to people. And he just, and then he'd just give you the turn back and look. And it, he'd look at you like you were absolutely non, non-existent. He'd stare right through you. Do you remember that look? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then like if like, you were what? behind him? Well, not yeah. even. Like if you, if you did something stupid or that he didn't like, it was, you got the look. <laughs> and God rest Esso's soul, the guy was also a beauty. But holy shit, when he looked at you like that, be careful. Okay? <laughs> yeah, you knew shit was coming down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got that look uh, a few times. And keep in mind, I was like 15 years old. Yeah. I was like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years Didn't old. Didn't matter how old Didn't you were. Didn't matter how old no. you were. Like, holy fuck. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Like, hopefully I'm going to be your son-in-law or something, because I don't know why this is worth it Bales. to take that shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, Bailey was great. We were kind of brother-sister. There's a lot of people that were like, we had her on the show as well. But uh, yeah, the emergency nine came about. People just wanted to go out and play. And literally after every tournament, yeah, uh, after every big tournament that happened uh, at the Boneyard, after dinner, it was basically load up your carts. And people were pretty, pretty gassed at that oh, yeah. point. And they just kept on going I can't, I can't even imagine the tab but it was fun and i think that's what it gave me my appreciation for golf even though it was a long night long days i'd work 12 hour days at a time but it gave and, me a bigger appreciation for golf and it's like this can be a really fun sport to play well we had a lot of fun too right that's true yeah remember like we we had lots of events and stuff that mm -hmm. we like you know when we remember we had karaoke and oh yes like that. yeah Timmy G, the karaoke legend. Mm -hmm. He Shout was Timmy G. James, yeah. legend of Saint I saw James. Timmy yeah. G not that long ago at the Silver Heights. Well, was he was wearing he, a no, visor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. He did. It did Signature see, like, hot. He just came off the course. Yeah, but, so he's wearing a visor then, for sure. I'm not sure. Tim, Timmy's a good guy. 
Great guy. Yeah. yeah. Also, so Timmy G, you can find him. He was a guest on our episode. Uh, or, yeah, an episode first first season, I believe. Live from Fourth Line, Pub and Grill. Oh, wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did it there. Wanted him and Lenny, but Lenny That's also spot, no eh? show. But he loves Fourth Line. Yeah. Uh, he loves to golf. Mm. And I think he mentioned the only reason why he lives where he lives was because it was closer than his parents' home to a Cinnabon golf club. Yeah. The guy's a lifer. He worked there. He got me a job there. Man, the guy slept in that. the bus shack one day. <laughs> I pulled up to work, and he's sleeping in the bus shack. I'm not <laughs> oh, even kidding you. Out front of the uh, the boneyard. In front of the bone. Yeah. At like, well, whatever time we open, 630 That's or whatever. Good. And he's fucking sleeping in the bus shack. Wow. They don't even have a, a bus shack there anymore. No, it's gone. They took it out after yeah. he slept yeah. in there. <laughs> but he's also a past president. Uh, yes. So we got to yeah, give him that, those president. accolades. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong, man. I'm not, I'm not uh, no, I know, on Timmy. I know. Timmy's a great guy. He's a solid dude. And yeah, if you look at the crew that we had there, it was John Parker, yeah. name rings a bell, and all you guys could play. And so we were talking a little bit before this, Cam, about how I was better almost at that then, age than yeah. I am now, and I should have got out more, should have took more, like should have played with you and Parker yeah. more, should have played with Esso more, yeah. uh, even even Ross, but I mean, Ross just lived Ross and died didn't there. really ever play. Yeah, he didn't really play, but even Sandy to take some of his notes. Yeah. Well, Ross also used to hit a right-handed driver and left-handed irons. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he, was, he was driving the ball right-handed and hitting left-handed iron shots. Just for fun or Henry like that's Griffiths. all day? Yeah, Henry Griffiths. Yeah, yeah Henry he Griffiths. Griffiths skirt. Those are sweet irons, though. Henry Griffin? Henry Griffiths. Oh, Henry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little difference. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what was it about? Did you take anything from Dale or even Ross, you know, growing up that's maybe still with you today? Well, Roscoe was like the ultimate merchandiser. Yeah. And so was Dale. And like right. even today, it, I, I have some of the same ideas or thought process uh, when it comes to selling as Dale did. Mm-hmm. Right. Dale just wants to move it. Right. <laughs> Move it out, get it out of here, right? And and I mean, obviously, you got to make profit to to stay in business. Right. So moving it within reason, but mm-hmm. he he knew what he was doing. He had the golf industry kind of cornered, like the discount Asapenko discount golf, right. right? And the best part about it for Dale was that he had Ross, hmm. right? Roscoe did a lot for that golf course and and for that whole pro shop setup, whatever the fuck you want to call it, right? <laughs> Garage sale, basically, <laughs> right? So, I mean, yeah, it, Dale Dale was, uh, he, he, he passed some stuff on to me, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think we even talked to, when we're talking to Derek Instance about that, mm-hmm. we've also had on the show, who also yeah. worked there. And, D.I., you know, I saw yeah. him, uh, I think last, Monday, I saw Di. Oh, really? At Glendale, yeah. Yeah, another phenomenal golfer. Yeah. Of, another one I should have. <laughs> yeah, you could chatter about. Yeah, you could have played all the time. <laughs> and you never wanted to play. <laughs> what was going on? Were I you, don't know. I don't yeah, know what the hell is wrong. Playing with me too at that much time. hockey or playing I the guess. saxophone or something. <laughs> I was an alto sax player. Were you? <laughs> I was. Wow. Yeah, reed instrument. Like in I a jazz play band. Or yeah, something? I played jazz band. I played orchestra. It was all good, man. It was huh. all good. I don't know. I think it was just because I was at the golf course so damn much. I did like the money, so I'll be uh, be frank yeah. about that. I'm. Making making a ton of money as a kid where you have no expenses. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. But then I was done by the end of the night because I gave a shit about what I did. Yeah, I still do now. Yeah, yeah, of course. And 
I just gave everything. I gave yeah. everything every day when I was there, and it was mm-hmm. exhausting. Well, you, but like that's the whole thing too. You were putting all the scoreboard up, yeah. right? Men's you were night. Doing I was doing junior that, shit. Everything, yeah. right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, they. You were a giant asset to those guys, also. And, and at 15 years old, like <laughs> you don't really realize that, right? Obviously, it's true. Yeah. Until you yeah. kind of step back and look at it and say, well. Fuck you guys! I did all the work. Right, Jr. Did your parents ever like wonder where you are? <laughs> like, no, they're from just thirteen happy. to sixteen, thirteen <laughs> to eighteen, just yeah. in the basement of the Cinnabon yeah. Golf Course. Eh? Okay, well, we don't got to deal with yeah. him, man. He's making money, so yeah. yeah. I was on MSN Messenger, just punching the keys. Oh, in the back. Yeah. back then, that was Messenger for sure, right? <laughs> wow. Oh boy. Right, so the SO shop. The SO discount you mentioned. So is that a big negotiation? Like I could go if, you know, let's bring me back. If he was in the years, shop I and, could, you, I could and ask, there was a set of I irons or something, you, he would haggle with you for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, I remember he would come up and you probably heard it from him too. It's like, well, why didn't he take, why didn't he, why is he not walking out of the shop with that? That's right. That was his biggest thing. Like, yeah. why isn't he leaving with that? Yeah. I'm like, well, I, I don't know. I'm 12. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Know. Well, I, I don't remember know why it was like... <laughs> Something like 9.45 or something at night. And he was around. We'll say this. And some lady came in and wanted to buy, look at shoes or something. And I'm like, no, the pro shop's closed. Right? Like, I'm trying to do the cash out mm-hmm. and stuff. And he came he came downstairs and he's like, what was that? <laughs> I was like, maybe that, that look. Well, he gave me the look for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to do the cash out <laughs> so that I can go home. I can't show some lady shoes right now. He was so pissed at me for that. Like she should have been leaving with shoes. Spikes, metal spikes. <laughs> right? How many pairs of shoes did we change spikes in? Oh, too many. Yeah. You would explain that. Well, before soft spikes, yeah. there was metal spikes. Right. So he had fucking thousands of pairs of shoes. They were 15 years old. <laughs> it all had metal spikes in them. So you could pull so them out and he would, change he, them? Yeah, you'd take the spikes out, right, with a spike wrench, and he would say, get all those shoes done tonight, <laughs> and then leave. <laughs> Right, yeah. and some of those are brutal. Oh yeah, yeah, they were in there like you oh, said yeah. for fifteen Rusted. years. And, yeah, <laughs> they're not re re gripping clubs. Yeah, you're respiking shoes for the members or to to resell. Uh, well, to resell, like they're all brand new pairs of shoes. Oh, oh yeah, but they're rusted. But because oh. there was no longer hard spikes allowed oh, you see, in order to sell well, no one's going to buy a pair of shoes with hard spikes if you can't <laughs> right. wear them right yeah. maybe a soccer player or a rugby perhaps, guy perhaps or someone if they're like they were kicking people really <laughs> but yeah so you had to, we climber. had to change them an ice climber yeah <laughs> definitely not a curler though no. Right? Don't, don't want that. You wouldn't get too far. Well, that's interesting. That's place, good. So. That's good business. Yeah. It is, but it was, yeah, it was tough because, and even sometimes you would respike members' shoes as well because that's when the soft spikes were turning up. up and, and then you'd, yeah, you'd fuck their shoe up. Yeah. You'd have to like drill it. Like sometimes you'd have to take a drill because they were so, those spikes were so worked into the shoe because they probably were wearing oh, them for yeah, two or three years. Down to little nubs. Yeah. And so you couldn't actually get yeah. the tool. Yeah. To replace that spike, yeah. I've had yeah. that. <laughs> I've had that happen to me on on with soft spikes. Yes. Yeah. And I went back to golf town. I said, "Oh, I want to replace my spikes." And yep. then uh, this was uh, very nice of them. They said, "What? What are you doing? What do you, this is this shouldn't happen. When did you, did you buy them here?" I said, "Yeah, I'm about a year ago." They looked it up, and. Uh, 
and they warranty. me. They warranted me new shoes. Yeah, oh, I went way. in for new spikes. Not they, worth the change. It. They gave me new shoes. <laughs> the labor's too much. The lady's, well, the lady's like, "What do you do? Just walk on concrete?" I was like, "No, I don't think so." Like, I walk on the grass. I walk on the on the path. Anyways, but that's my my spike story. Yeah, but uh, yeah, cool. That's, that's good shoes have good warranties. Yeah, right. Like Air foot joys. Like yeah. Yeah. Like, shout out to a Kushnet. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie Mack. Still waiting for your balls. Yeah. Although I did see, kind of getting off topic, the golf, was it uh, MySpy? Yeah. Or iSpy, iSpy, MySpy, My Spy, My Spy, My Spy My Golf. Spy. The longest ball that they tested was the Pro V1 dash left. Left dash. Left dash, yeah. yeah so We're it's supposed to be getting from Marshall Patterson, who we had on earlier this year. Yeah. He said he's going to come up and play some golf with us, hopefully. Right. And bring you those balls? And bring us those balls, yeah. Oh, they're like $200 a dozen or something. Exactly, stupid. yeah. Oh. So we'll Shout take out them. to Marshall. I, I see <laughs> occasionally on uh, like golf, golf pages on Facebook or whatever, people mm-hmm. selling them. And they're no selling way. like two or three or four dozen for like $700. No way. Absolutely. Really? I don't know why... But they are. I guess they just yeah yeah. They, well yeah. Can't like, buy them. He, they're hard to get. I know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we won't get them now that they're that popular. He's well, probably auctioning. He promised. Them. He did promise. Me I, said, I said. I said. Yeah. I said. Can we even get those in Canada? And you think he said yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I'll well, bring you. I'll bring may, you some there's boys. There's one that what has a uh, right dot too. Oh, there is. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Is well, there a right dash? No, nope, just so. left. <laughs> only left. Just dash. only goes left. <laughs> if you hit the ball right, you play the left dash. Hey, there you go, Mike. Go That's me. That's yeah. me. Jeez, we should. I right, Hopefully, we can get yeah. those now. I could be like completely way off, but <laughs> yeah, right. I'm. I'm pretty sure they're like astronomically expensive. Okay, well, that's maybe why we can't really. I haven't, I haven't seen them. I don't know if they have. We should go to the shop after here at Breezy. Just to ask. See if Chris, got, Chris yeah. has got them in, uh, in the shop here. At, yeah, at behind Breezy. the desk in a glass <laughs> case. <laughs> yeah. in, the safe. in the safe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, back to Cinnaboy. Yeah. yeah, there was there was lots of good times that we had there. Mm-hmm. Lots of beauty members. Yes. Some fucking absolute gong show members. <laughs> like, it's sometimes a, a wonder of how. Uh, they actually survived. Like, well, not necessarily the members. Or the business. Like how they, yeah, like how they kept going. Like, just I, I, a sideshow of I, golf. I think both ways, how the humans survived. Some of the members survived in certain situations, maybe. But Oh, uh, God. But, but also the business. Mike Farrell, do you remember? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah Mike, yeah. I caddied for Mike Farrell. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, in the club championship, and he'd always bike. To the course. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Not when I caddied for him. No. I had to pick him up at someone's <laughs> house and bring him to the course, and he was schwacked. That's good. Yeah, and some uh, people yeah. camped in the parking lot. Yeah, Timmy G, yeah. yeah. Timmy G and then Deer Lodge. Or in the bus. Your, yeah, in the bus. Someone <laughs> camped in Deer yeah, Lodge Yeah, I think Jeremkowicz did that. I don't know if you're around for that, but yeah. Oh. Yeah, they had that. I think Mercier might have done it once or twice. Well, Mercier just lived down the street, though. Yeah. Well, his parents did. Yeah. Parents did then after it. Did he move out that time? But yeah, there's people. There's a lot of wacky stuff going on there. Yeah. <laughs> we won't, Good we'll, times. Yeah, won't get into all of it. But <laughs> back to you. Yeah. And you even trying to become a, a professional. Did you ever do the PAT? I did. did. You play really test? Yeah. I did. did you do okay. it once, twice? So, no, I did one? it twice. Okay, yeah. So the first time it was at Tuxedo. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it was pissing fucking rain. <laughs> 
It always is. Okay. Apparently. Yeah, I mean, apparently. So it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> the rain stopped after a while, though. And that day I missed it by one. Ooh. I put my putter down on the green to address the ball. And it hit the ball, and the ooh, ball moved, ooh. and that was the one stroke Jeez. that I missed. Come on, really? Yeah, and I obviously could have changed your life. You well, it <laughs> might have. Who knows, right? But you have to call yourself. Yeah. On that, right? Even if no one's looking, you saw it, mm-hmm. and that's the rules of golf. Yeah. Right. So, especially in something that's as as uh, I wouldn't, say, I guess, prestigious. I don't know, as <laughs> important as that, yeah. right? Mm. Uh, so yeah, and then uh, the was, second time oh, it was sorry, thirty-six go- in one day. Is that the, it was that's thirty-six the in one day? Thing, yeah. yeah, and I missed it by one shot. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, and then the second time it was at Portage. Oh yeah, and I missed it by one there too. <laughs> and on the eighteenth hole, uh, I pulled driver, and my dad was looping for me, hmm. and he said, "No, no, 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 hit a five iron." Just get it in play. And I said, no, 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 no. And I hammered driver into the fucking hazard and missed it by one. (laughs) Yeah. So that was really good. After that, I was just kind of like, yeah, I think I'm done with that. No, so that's when you kind of realize, hey, maybe I want to try my, my hand at something else. Well, that and the fact that I was kind of looking and and a, a bunch of my friends uh at the time were in the PGA, Manitoba PGA, Mm -hmm. and I just kind of you know, talk to them a little bit about it. And the money really wasn't there, mm. right? Not that I was at, at that age, like at 26 or whatever, I wasn't really necessarily chasing the money, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, at that time, minimum wage was like seven bucks or something <laughs> stupid, right? <laughs> Worked it for Esso and made like 11 bucks or something an hour. But <laughs> uh, yeah, like it just wasn't there. Mm. So was that the, the pivotal moment where I guess you were still probably playing golf, but you just decided that, hey, I'm going to hang hang up the professional thing and, yeah. and try something and, else. And realistically, I actually got better after that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, from from working uh, at The Bone, mm-hmm. uh, I went and worked at uh, in the golf shop at the go- Golf Dome mm, okay. before it closed and mm. uh, worked for a guy by the name of Curtis Gray. That guy was a beauty also. <laughs> uh, more money than God. Loved golf, but just an absolute beauty. Um, Were you working with John Parker oh, there? Yeah. Well, I got John the job. Okay. Right? So me and John, we were like, we just like kind of moved around from golf uh, golf shop to golf shop there. And yeah, me and Johnny worked there. Uh, there was a couple other guys, a guy by the name of Mike Shepenik. He, okay. uh, yep. he grew up in Lindenwoods there. And uh, yeah, we, we had a good crew there too. It was fun. But it was the golf dome. Was that right. uh, pre Caddyshack in the golf dome days? After it was after. After, yeah. Okay. Because he, this this guy Curtis Gray that owned the golf dome. Yeah. He uh, used to own an alarm company and sold it to MTS for like an astronomical amount mm. of money, and then bought the golf dome. Mm. He wanted so badly to be in the golf industry. <laughs> nice. But he was a terrible golfer. Great guy, terrible golfer, but he had tons and tons of cash, right? So just like me, minus the cash, minus the cash, by the golf dome, right? And, minus uh, the great guy. Yeah, no, it was good. 
Oh, that's, that's awesome. Man, Nick funny. said you sold a lot. Uh, Nick DQ Nick there. He said you sold a lot of white belts. White belts. <laughs> I used to wear a white belt. Yeah, and that's what he's referring to. There was no white belts sold. Maybe a few pairs of white pants. Yeah, but that was yeah. popular. Oh yeah, certainly back then. Well, yeah. if you're a player, you wear a white belt. That's what we had. We had Randy yeah. Skalski on earlier, yeah. and yeah, if you're a good golf player, you know, I guess you, that's you can key. wear that's a white the belt, key, right? Is yeah. that yeah? White shoes, but only white belt. yeah, but only if you're good only golfer. if you're good. Yeah, only yeah. if you're good. Because Mike yeah. and I look good on the golf course, but mm-hmm. I ran into so the uh, what is it? Randy's son-in-law's brother, the uh, Titleist. Taylor, rep. Tyler, one of the one of them. He was at the range at Bell Acres when we were all uh, out for our goat fest. Oh, geez, nice. So he's like, "Get out of here, you you person." <laughs> Get out of here, you maggot. Yeah. I'm trying to do a fitting here. I don't need you you pumping me uh, full of stickers. (laughs) On his cart? (laughs) On the tent. The title is tent now, probably loaded with 18 over par stickers. stickers. And represent. Exactly. If you guys want some stickers... Hit us up in the DMs and we'll get, we'll mail one, we'll fax one to you. Yeah. <laughs> fax. Yeah. You can cut it out yourself. <laughs> Put some adhesive on Anyways. it. Away you go. Yeah. Glue stick. Yeah. Were, were you playing golf? Were you a member anywhere at that time? Nah, well, I. When you were at the because golf dome? I, uh, at the golf dome, no, because Curtis Gray was a member at St. Chuck's. Oh, okay. So he used to take us out there all the time. Nice. Right. And then we just played and. My other friend, he was the the pro out at South Interlake. Shane Hildebrand was mm, his okay. name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a good player, uh, a good dude. So we we got around. We found places to play. <laughs> That's like us. And, and yeah. like <laughs> at the golf dome too. Brad Reimer was uh, was the pro. So he would usually on Sundays he would call a course and we would go and play. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Jeez, you were turning around then. Yeah. Yeah, we played lots of places. And we're, would you say you were better then or now as a golfer? Uh, I'm a better player now. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Why would you say that? Like just striking the ball better, better short game? Or uh, I just uh, kind of grew, I guess, mm-hmm. right? I figured out certain little things in my to change in my swing to, you know, hit better drives. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, back then I didn't really – the technology wasn't as crazy either, right? right? Yeah. The technology, don't kid yourself, it, it helps so much, mm-hmm. right? Like my old clubs that I used to have were a set of Callaway irons and just like off the shelf 6.0 uh, rifle shafts. By going and getting properly fitted mm-hmm. for my Mizuno irons, like I was able to pick the proper shafts and customize the grips and do what I wanted to do to it, right? And like the game just took off from there really well is that what dq nick mentioned and you wrote down there on driver you just wrote down driver oh yeah just yeah. an absolute bomb drive like 300 plus yeah consistently yeah consistently yeah, can... 100 yards past dq nick oh fuck 150 <laughs> you guys a bunt but he still beats you <laughs> he beat me once. <laughs> we said you, you have to give him too many strokes. Well, no, we played straight up. Oh, yeah, even yeah. that. Okay, yeah. What I kind of did, though, is I just let him win. 
right? That's good. Well, yeah, because now he, he's going to give me strokes. And, be, and, and, and buy you dinner or whatever. But <laughs> he had said that he had his best round. Oh, he uh, played phenomenal. La, what, his last week or something? Yeah, he, he shot, shot 74. A, that's unbelievable. Played yeah. an 18 over par He nipped me ball. by two. Yeah. Yeah, that was the day he took that picture, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was air humping and fist pumping and air screaming. Humping. Oh, yeah, man. He, well, he was rolling pots, though. Yeah, he made a it. bunch of like over 10 foot putts to save par. That's good. Mm. Yeah. That's how you win. That's well, <laughs> it, it is. And he, he, the, he drives the ball straight, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. right? He doesn't hit it, you know, super far, 250 off the tee, mm -hmm. but it's in the fairway every time. Yeah. It's, it's consistent like to have that. And his four hybrid. Oh yeah. He's got oh, that. Yeah, he's got special? that sucker yeah, okay. dialed in. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. And he putts like a wizard. Mm. Well, how about you? Because when you were out here, you were on the patio with DQ Nick and Mike a little bit beforehand, and you had two putters out there. You're working on yes. your putter. Uh, my putting is absolutely horrible. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> right now or Right always? now. Uh, I, I have been playing around with it a little bit, switching back and forth between two different putters, and both of them are shit. <laughs> so it's one of those things where... I'm really, really in my head also. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to look in the mirror. Yeah. It's not the Scotties. No. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, I know it's not. It's all me, but it's, yeah. I tell myself it's the Scotties, and that kind of, that that sets me at ease a bit. Right. But yeah, no, the putting's been pretty horrific lately. And we, we were watching you. Me and Nick were on the patio watching you at this beautiful patio at yeah. uh, DQ Nick's paying yeah. for everyone's bill tonight, apparently. Yeah, That's what apparently. He's, yeah. Yeah. he's a hell of a guy. <laughs> I think I'll order a few racks of ribs. I know. I think so. I think we all should. Uh, but you hit some of those big lag putts. You were just boom, boom from like 30 feet out. You, it was, yeah. It was in. The greens uh, here at the wonderful Breezy Bend Golf and Country Club are absolutely phenomenal this year. They roll true. They're, they're fast. fast. Yeah. They're beautiful. They're hard to stop it on, mm -hmm. but if you play for the roll, then you're okay. But, uh, yeah, it, mm. going and playing, I play at other courses as well, too. Mm -hmm. And jumping course to course, all the greens this year have been completely different at every course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's tough. Right? And, yeah. and getting the weight... Like I played uh, at Carmen on Sunday. Mm, yeah. Okay. Normally Carmen's greens are absolutely phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Best, some of the best greens going. This year they were not so good. Oh, really? They're punched, and they were bumpy, and they were one was slow and one would be fast. One mm. was slow and one would be fast. Oh, I guess we're still early in the season yep. a little yeah, bit, it's but June. Yeah. Right? June yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Which is crazy to think, and we've still got a lot of games. And, well, that kind of brings me to the next point of how you actually ended up at Breezy, where you, you were kind of doing your own thing, playing here, playing there. I, I played at Breezy back in, I think, 2005 or six for a year, mm -hmm. and uh, then disappeared and came back this year. Played a few times last year with, uh, I have another friend that's a member here. His name's Barry Krause. Mm -hmm. He's a, a good good dude. And uh, we get out and, and play as much as we can on Fridays. And uh, of course, playing with Nick too, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it's, it's great. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's always something new and exciting with him. Lots of stories. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They're the ones that brought you in? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I mean, I love the course. It suits my eye, mm -hmm. and it like there's days that you could beat it up, mm. and there's days that it beats you up, mm. right? <laughs> Especially that fucking eighth 
and 17th hole. <laughs> yeah. The same ones. Yeah. But they're basically <laughs> just many one of those a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have many, uh, yeah. Many of those days. More and than five. More days than it beating me up than I beating it up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and also the changes we kind of talked about a last episode with Justin McDonald, some of the changes that have gone on here with uh, the greens and the layout. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be, well, what were you saying when we were on the patio? Like about five strokes for, for some of those greens? I would say probably within two new greens, seven and uh, 15, mm-hmm. you're looking at five more shots on this golf wow. course. Just, just the, the design of the greens and the undulation of them and the mm-hmm. brakes. If, oh, man. Seven's going to be nasty, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we mentioned last time Danger Dave, my father-in-law, he got the hole-in-one last year. And yeah. That was the impetus for them to make the change. <laughs> as soon it's as he's easy. mastered the hole, they have to change it. Yeah. They have to change us. Yeah. Yeah, can't make it too easy on Danger Dave. Yeah. <laughs> we should get a plaque made for Danger Dave and just put it out there next time. We're, we we're, should. We're I'm surprised the they don't have a hole-in-one uh, board there sign. Oh, it's yeah, probably, well, maybe like, it's inside. We'll talk to Corey or DQ Nick. Maybe DQ Nick Maybe will sponsor DQ it. Maybe DQ Nick will sponsor it, and everyone gets a free daily bar. <laughs> or a cake. I don't know. He's throwing out everything tonight. Come on down to Breezy if you're listening tonight. Yeah. yeah. Tonight only. Yeah. Tonight, tonight only. only. DQ Nick's buying everything. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Well, you also mentioned uh, maybe some other sports that you played growing up, uh, including hockey. Was that always the thing you did in the winter? Always. Mm-hmm. I played hockey from the age of, well, I learned how to skate when I was just walking. Mm. My dad built a rink every year in our yard, Mm. and uh, that's where I was in the winter, on the rink. Mm. I just wish that I would have, uh, you know, kept kept with it and been dedicated to the game. Well, so your last name being Preston, uh, there's, could you say a famous... Rich Preston. Rich, yeah, Rich Preston. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So there's a funny story. Rick, uh, Rich Preston, uh, he was the assistant coach for the Anaheim Ducks. Mm-hmm. And I believe he still does some scouting with them. Uh, this past uh, March, when Detroit Red Wings came to town, mm-hmm. uh, me and my dad, Scott, pal, everyone calls him pal, or <laughs> I call him pal, uh, went to the game. So I didn't have a Detroit Red Wings jersey because my old one was uh, like a schmedium. uh, You're not a schmedium anymore? No, no longer a schmedium. So I went out and I picked up a jersey, but the only jersey I could find had number nine Howe on the back. Mm. Right? So I said, whatever, screw it. My dad had the same jersey, Howe, number Mm -hmm. nine. So we uh, we, decided that I wanted to watch the warm-up. I wanted to watch from the glass, right? when Detroit was warming up. Mm-hmm. So we got to the rink at like six o'clock, <laughs> right when the doors opened, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's the best first, way to do it. Well, the first the, the warm up is the best part of the yeah. whole game. So the first thing that we had to do though, is get a couple Jets dogs, oh. right? So we we went, we got our Jets dogs bellied up to the bar. We were sitting across from the med in the window there. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden this, this guy comes up and taps my dad on the shoulder. And he says, to, to us, so we both turn around. And he's like, I just wanted to let you guys know, this is the first time that I've seen how and how side by side like this without my name in between them <laughs> on the, uh, you know, sitting on the bench, right? right, right. right? <laughs> and uh, my dad's like, oh? And he introduces himself, hey, I'm Rich Preston. Well, my dad sticks his hand out and he says, I'm Scott Preston. <laughs> And right then he's like, holy shit. 
right? He's, what have I gotten myself into here? So he talked to us for a few minutes and he, he talked about playing with Gordy and Mark on a line wow. and, and how awesome it was and just how his career went and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, He's like, are we related? He says to my dad, right? And I said, I don't think so. My dad's like, where are you from? Mm-hmm. Well, he said, oh, I'm from Regina. Well, my dad's from Yorkton, Saskatchewan, which is like, I don't know, three hours or four mm-hmm. hours, I think. So, yeah, we're not, <laughs> I don't believe we're related, but it's possible. <laughs> yeah. But that's a good story. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool to experience. Yeah, that's nice. a small world story. Yeah. Well, and, and the fact that he just... Came over out of the blue, right? Yeah, he just was, because he saw he was, the two jerseys. Uh, he was just walking the concourse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah, it was cool. Maybe he thought it was Mark and Gordy. Well, he, he <laughs> may have been uh, scouting or something, right? Yeah. At the end of the he year. saw you playing in the beer leagues while well, even talking to he, DQ Nick he there. Saw, yeah. He said, hey, though, even though you're not a schmedium anymore, you still got some nimble feet in that, uh, the hammer of a slap shot. Uh, yeah, I can shoot the puck pretty good. Uh, I've actually... Since I uh, decided to turn turn my life around and get mm-hmm. sober, yeah. I've been playing hockey regularly every week. So, really? That's yeah. good. So just just about for the last year again, I've been on the skates. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's well, fun. I remember I having it. you out maybe once or twice. Yeah, the St. James Young Guns. Yeah, the Young Guns. Yeah, if and you check my Highlander <laughs> stats, they're there. They're there. And I think people were like, oh, you know, it's, you know, buddy from work, whatever. Yeah, I was you know, fucking 30 and everyone else was 16. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It was good. And everyone was kind of looking like, oh, okay, you know, what's this guy? I'm like, yeah, you know, he's from work. He'll, he'll be fine. Yeah, you're out there dangling and he, just the clapper was up. unstoppable. Uh, who else was on that team? Ooh, Jonesy, Mooney. I yeah. think Levy was on we, there. Were we Ballack. still in high school? I don't even know. Yeah, I wasn't on there. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Was, I think I played been high two preseason games. Or no, it was spring league is what yeah, it was. Spring league, yeah. 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 yeah, I played two games with you guys because you were short. Do you play now still? Uh, yeah. I don't play in a league. I uh, was sparing for uh, Barry's team a couple times. Dabbles, they're called. Dabbles. Great, great group of guys there. And then uh, Mar regular skate is at... Uh, Where, uh, I've played the Dabbles before. Yeah, at the Hounder. I think so. Yeah. And then our regular skate is Thursday nights at uh, Seven Oaks. Okay. And we're called Tailgater Hockey. Mm. So, yeah, shout out to those shout guys. To that's, that's my uh, my hockey crew there. Nice. Good group of dudes. Shout out to the Tailgaters. Yeah, Tailgaters. That's well, a nice arena. Anyways. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. Did they just read? Did they, oh, I it's, say they, they, it's probably yeah. one of the nicest rinks in the city, if not the nicest. Okay, so is that area where you live now? or you, No, I, you live in, over here? I live in St. James. Close to, okay, close yeah, to St. James. St. James, yeah. so St. James, maybe he's the one who broke into your car. I might have actually. I wouldn't say break in because you didn't have to break into it. It was open. I might have taken those hats. I, was, I saw them, <laughs> and they were pretty nice. The window was Yeah, but again, I don't know if it'll fit on that melon. Yeah, not this melon. I only think we have two left, so if you want them, DM us because I think we have a black flex fit and a camo flex fit, and that's not, it. Or not all of mine were stolen. I only took a select few, oh, okay. six of them, to the to the Goats Fest tournament to to sell, and three of them sold. But uh, the guys are saying, "Oh, I'll pick them up after the tournament." After the tournament, <laughs> <laughs> they were gone. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe one of the guys from the tournament probably been at DQ rated the rated it. <laughs> That's how DQ Nick, he's selling them on the black market. I don't That's think how we can afford to pay everyone's well, tab tonight. DQ yeah. Nick. I don't know who it was. Maybe it's Sean Skeen or something. <laughs> but if you do see any bootleg 18 over par hats on Facebook Marketplace or Kijiji, go vigilante on them. <laughs> Beat them. <laughs> well, you, you did mention sobriety, and that was one thing. I, to me, 
I didn't realize that the course. I knew it was a party course. And Cinnabon was a party course. Oh, yeah. Um, you have, you know, Johnny Parker there. We talked to Scott Ribble. Oh, yeah. We had on the show last year and just all the people there. And then now seeing you guys older and sober. And you're, how long have you been sober now? I, I have been sober. Uh, let me just see here. It is. And I use this app religiously to, to track everything I'm doing mm-hmm. with being sober. What's it called? It's called Sober Buddy. Okay. I've been sober for 436 days. Wow. Yeah. Congrats, man. That's uh, thank you. That's awesome. And what spurred that? I I like life. Mm-hmm. And the road that I was going down would have ended bad. Mm. It it would have ended so bad. So at that point in my life, I assessed myself, and I and man, COVID was a big thing too. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily being sick, but not being able to do anything. Right. Right? And sitting at home on the couch and drinking a 15 pack or an 18 pack Jeez, of beer wow. three, four, five nights a week. Right? And just destroying myself. Mm-hmm. Like you could feel it physically, mentally, oh, emotionally, yeah, everything, yeah. Just destroying my body, right? I gained, you know, 50, 60 pounds. Because wow. all you're doing is sitting around eating and drinking, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, like it was, it was one of those things where I just had to make the change. Right. And and I, I don't know if I am, uh, an anomaly or what, but it, I didn't go to AA meetings. Mm -hmm. I didn't, uh, you know, go to counseling. I didn't do any of that. I just said to myself, that's it. And I stopped. Wow. So you've been kind of cold Turkey. You were the cold cold turkey. Turkey guy. Do you go into the groups now, or Nothing. you just know? I don't do anything. You still talk to maybe Ribble or Parker, and well, I talk to John them? Parker yeah. daily. Yeah. Nice, right? John is one of the biggest factors in my life, mm-hmm. and and the way that he changed his life, uh, you know, it took me 10, 11 years too long. Really, eh? mm. I should have done it then. Yeah, see, so never right? would have known, you know, growing yeah, up there. and and, and you know, like me and John, we partied hard, and that's all behind us, right? We've grown up, mm-hmm. and th- I don't necessarily need that in my life anymore, mm-hmm. right? Uh, this past uh, October, well, almost almost two years now, my dad, well, a year and a half, mm-hmm. my dad was diagnosed with cancer. Jeez. And it, mm-hmm. it's a type of cancer that there's no cure for, right? So all he can do is, uh, you know, extensive chemotherapy, and the cancer stabilized. So it's not growing, but it's in his body. Right. It's right? not, it's probably not right. going to leave. I, I don't want to die before him. Mm, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I, I want to live to make sure that I can take care of my mom and, mm-hmm. and you know, everything's dealt with and taken care of properly. Have, so. you, have you seen a change in your golf game? Not to make light of oh, being sober, well, see, but have you seen a little of that? Or Back in 06, when I was a member at Breezy, I would drink a 15-pack on the golf course every on time I played. Geez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just get absolutely fucking gooned. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. And then go out and party all night. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't drink at all on the golf course. Well, I don't drink now at all. Right. But for the last probably five years, I do not drink at all on the golf course. Wow. Sober. Smoke weed. Yeah. But no booze at all. As soon as I could start to feel the alcohol coming on, my game just went to shit. Okay. And I right. take golf serious enough that I like to score well. Yeah. <laughs> 
we talked to ribs about this was there a, a moment in your life that that you almost you, you you hit rock bottom or you you decided that okay i know this is i gotta change things here i wouldn't say i hit rock bottom per se yeah but yeah like uh i was sitting at work the the day that i quit drinking well yeah like the night before i quit quit drinking i drank until 4 30 in the morning shit uh, went to bed, slept for three hours, got up, went to work. Mm. Uh, I was fucked up at work, right? About two o'clock in the afternoon, I thought I was having a heart attack. Mm. I went outside and I was just walking around in the parking lot, like by my truck or whatever. And I said mm-hmm. to my boss, uh, I was going to go in and tell my boss, you have to take me to the hospital. <laughs> and it passed and I didn't touch it after. Wow. That was it. That was the, that was the last straw. Well, that's huge. I mean, not a lot of people get to that point where they can take it on themselves yeah. and say, "Hey, I'm done with this and doing a cold turkey." Well, and, and here it is too, man. The one of the toughest emotional things was I lost a lot of friends. Mm. Right? Because being sober being or sober, oh, okay. right? Interesting. Because they all still drink and and you know party and stuff, right? And I can't be around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I don't, and especially being fresh into sobriety, I'm not going to put myself in that situation. Mm-hmm. I'm just not right. Because yeah. How easy is it to just say, yeah, pass me a beer. Right. And yeah. now I'm back where I began. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was really shitty, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I love those guys. You know, mm-hmm. it just, our lives are going two different directions. Right. Right. And you know, Nick and uh, Rob Burns and Aaron Peters, Ryan Kurtz, all those guys, you know, welcomed me uh, back into their group with open arms, right? We lost contact for a long time where when mm-hmm. I was, you know, out being a fucking deadbeat, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, I'm grateful for that, you know, and and uh, it's nice to, to have real friends, mm-hmm. right? That actually care about you. And make you do yard work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. What were you doing? You're on the tractor there. At I was riding the tractor, but I, I was, I was saying earlier, I, I think I did it the wrong way because I got to ride the tractor all day. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I was the one that had to shovel the trailer, the dump trailer full of mud. Every time camper just raked and drank beer. Just, just lily dip in the rake. Oh yeah. On his phone. Oh, man. But yeah, I mean, uh, my life uh, has changed so dramatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mindset, my mental well-being, mm-hmm. especially like, you know, uh, I love. I was the first guy to to get beers. Let's get beers, right? I loved it, but after seeing the change that that my my mental capacity or my mental well-being mm-hmm. made. I would never go back to drinking. Um, That's strong. Yeah. Yeah, I think... And don't get me wrong, uh, through that, you know, like I'm 45, turning 45 Mm -hmm. this year, I started drinking when I was 16, Mm. right? So that's a pretty long, long long go, right? And, you know, I used recreational drugs quite a bit Mm -hmm. in that time as well, too. And it's, you know, it's not a life I want to live. Yeah, well, even looking at you now, I mean, it seems like you haven't really changed much. Like the look of yeah. look of you, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, thank you. You'd be in that age. Well, I will say I'm down <laughs> almost 60 pounds. Yeah, okay. Well, that, I'm sure that yeah. helps too. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Still another 40 to go. But 
that's another story. Yeah, it's more to it's more to hold on to, right? Keeps you warm in the winter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you have to learn? I don't know if you already asked the Joe. Did you have to learn how to play golf sober because you weren't playing drunk? No, no. I just uh, I just kind of phased it out. the The drinking part of it just kind of went away with mm-hmm. golf. And, and I, I mean, I've been playing sober golf for six, seven years, right? right? Yeah, probably Maybe made it easier. Than, oh fuck, yeah, big time. <laughs> I mean, I can look at a shot and know where to hit it, exactly. where I'm going to hit it, not wonder if I'm going to hit it. <laughs> now, well, the ribs was saying, yeah, uh, that he had to like almost relearn how to play again. I think, but yeah, yeah, but it's so. wild, wild to think. Yeah, well, when you do something drunk all the time. And, like, let's face it, every time you play golf is a time to drink, really. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Man, I fun? drink, like, 12 or 14 bubblies in an 18-hole <laughs> round of golf. <laughs> yeah. I'm good with that, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. They just get warm sometimes. But I like bubblies. What's oh, your favorite flavor? 100% lime. Lime? Oh, yeah, 100%. No, I like that. I like lime. Not a lot of people like the lime. Yeah, yeah that's an interesting good. take. Uh, I'm not a fan of the watermelon whatsoever. No, I don't mm. like it either. Uh, cher- black cherry is all right. Black cherry. I like uh, the grapefruit. Yes, okay. that's good too. Grapefruit, the orange is good too. <laughs> now we're you just like talking all about bubbly. Not all of them. I don't like, the, I don't like <laughs> strawberry. I don't like... No, nope, uh, strawberry was a no-go also for me. Yeah. In the U.S., they have... Caffeinated bubblies. What do you think you get on those? No. No. No coffee, no caffeine. Nice. Okay. That's good. Clean living. Yeah. Try to. Smart man. Smart man. Did you have anything uh, else there, Mike? Or do you want to jump into the back nine? Was there any other notes DQ uh, Nick mentioned to you beforehand? Or said go Beavers. Oh, right. Bemidji, Bemidji State. Bemidji State. Yeah. That's where my dad went to college. Won two, uh, two college championships wow. with the Bemidji Amazing. State Beavers. Wow. Yeah. Well, State like championships? National uh, championships? Hockey, golf? What it, are at that time, it was hockey, yeah. yeah. At that time, it was NAIA, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So whatever the fuck that stands well, for. Well, again, sure. again, I, as I looked into this last, I think there's NCAA, there's an NAIA. Yeah. And then under that is the JUCO. So I think oh, there's okay. three yeah. tiers of of, US of college hockey. College. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now Bemidji State's in NCAA though. Right. Mm. Yeah. Brought them, brought them to the promised land. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. So, all those yeah. championships. Like these guys are too good. That's all I got. Amazing. All right, well, let's get into the back nine lightning round. It is for Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. We also have all his lovely info in our link tree. Just go to our social media pages, Facebook, LinkedIn, MySpace, Twitter, Instagram. Fax machine. TikTok? Fax machine. TikTok. We don't do TikTok. We don't oh. do the dances. We were talking about doing dances. Yeah. Maybe even including Bryce Matlashewski in them on the patio yeah. with DQ Nick. And I believe Tara was helping oh. us out there. Interesting. Right. Talking about how, you know, TikTok get dances. Some TikTok in there. We should actually get the crew here at Breezy Ben. They got a great staff here. Someone might come on and sing later. <laughs> <laughs> we did possibly <laughs> I was in the bathroom then all of a sudden someone was like she said, she, wanted, she said how's the podcast we said good and then she said uh, well I'd like to sing at the halftime yeah. <laughs> this, this could be considered halftime this could be considered halftime but uh, <laughs> it's not <laughs> you gotta audition for that shit we're not gonna just let anyone on here they let me on here I don't know how uh, so we got the back nine 
I don't know if you're, uh, you're, you listen, you know what the back nine is? Did you study? It's, uh, I haven't, uh, studied. No, good. That's good. Why don't better. you bring me up to speed? Mm-hmm. Basically, it's just a collection of nine questions, quick answer, long answer, however you want to do it. And, uh, just, uh, tell us what you think. Sure. So, uh, first one, uh, you got a nickname cam well, aside from Buddha. Right, Buddha. <laughs> Buddha and Hash. We already yeah, went yeah. over this. Yeah, th- those are pretty much uh, the two nicknames that I have. Mm-hmm. Depends. Yeah. Depends wh- who's who's, who's going to that. If yeah. it's Ross Lemon, it's Buddha. If it's everyone else, it's Hash. Yeah. Everyone else. <laughs> yeah. You'd always scratch your name out on the schedule to Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, have you ever got a hole in one? I have. How many and where? I have one hole in one on the fourth hole or the back nine tee box at a cinnabon 13 13 oh. yeah yeah and that's further back than that's the, further back that's, i think it's like 168 that's a or something small green too oh yeah it I mean, is you're not the pin was right in the middle of the green and it landed like three four feet in front of it and just rolled in jeez were you working there at the time i was and i, I wasn't working on the clock but i was playing golf with cam down oh <laughs> down down doobie doo down yeah Big left to righter. He likes oh, yeah. to the hockey ball tape grips. <laughs> cam yeah. down like uh, the cam down we know. Oh, we know cam yeah. down. I know cam down. So oh, yeah. if you remember a Cinnaboyne and the 16th back nine, which is also like the seventh on the front nine, the I forget what road that is that goes into the base. Sharp. That's on Sharp Boulevard on the right, and there is trees and the eighth green, eighth and seventeenth green to the left. Yeah. And because he had such a big slice. He used to try and play his ball, his drive from the 16th tee box through the trees over eighth green and cut it. There back was a onto shoot the there. I could hit a hook through that tree. Oh, you could see. There oh, yeah. you go. Okay. You just had to strategically tee it up on the tee box in a certain spot, and mm. you could. Yeah, I could hit a hit a big draw through that tree. No way. That's wow. Okay, impressive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I have to re-listen to this episode and then go and find that shoot. Yeah, the tree. Well, you wouldn't. It'll be over the porta potty now. Well, where, <laughs> where you wouldn't there. think that it's uh, doable by looking at it. Yeah, there's a few trees that were cut down there this year. Yeah, but uh, very cool. How old were you? Oh, 26. Yeah, 25. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Uh, you got a preferred golf ball brand? Titleist. Titleist. Pro V1. Pro V1X, yeah. Maybe a Dash once, Dash. once we see I've them. I've never tried one before. Yeah. Like, maybe it's the greatest fucking thing in the world. Right? Maybe it's worth 400 we'll a dozen. One. Yeah, maybe it's worth 400 one. a dozen. Uh, do you got a, a favorite course to play in Manitoba? In Manitoba, I love Carmen. Mm-hmm. Um, I also quite enjoy playing uh, Elm Creek, Scottswood Links. Yeah, it's nice. a fun course. Yeah, and Links at the Lake, Excellent. out in Gimli. Nice, mm, that's that a like fun Randy Skulski. We got to yeah. go and play with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I, right there's here. so many good golf courses, rural golf courses <laughs> in, in Manitoba. Granite's amazing. There is, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Carmen, yeah. Minnewasta. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah. Scottswood. Did Scottswood have like a an elevated green at one point? Was like a little pond in it? Well, no, no. No, Scottswood Links is on Highway 2 out in Elm Creek. Okay. There's an island green, kind of, or like the the creek runs in front of the green. Yeah. It's a short par three. Mm. Are you thinking of Netley Creek, maybe? No. Okay. I played that a lot. uh, Inwood. No, I played Inwood. Oh, Inwood. That's (laughs) a fucking trailer park of golf courses. (laughs) We played there like November 15th. Oh, yeah. Me and... uh, 
Johnny Hunting Scoops. Season. It was, yeah. You remember the story? There was there was people, people shooting, on the shooting course, sh- probably shooting around the course. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but it was actually a really nice course, and it was twenty dollars or it's s- eighteen bucks for eighteen holes and like seven bucks for a cart or something <laughs> stupid. Oh, well, yeah. I played there once. Only once, and I'll never go back. <laughs> I played there once, and I, I might go back. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it is a little bit of a drive. But uh, Well, the day that we were playing there, there was an eight-some, and they had a, a boom box like, on their top of their cart, <laughs> and it was quite a show. Nice. Yeah. Like I say, the trailer park golf courses. But it's there's worth. actually a trailer park there too. <laughs> there is. There's a stay and play package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're nice people out there. We they don't are. The guy that owns the place is really nice, eh? Yeah. 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 And it's a. De- I thought it was a decent. Course was in decent the, shape. It is. It's in and good And it's shape. a fun course to play. The or, first hole is about nine feet wide. <laughs> it's that narrow. <laughs> there is a maybe the third or I, I can't. I don't recall. But there was like a. A hole you teed off. And yeah, you were way like up on the hill. On a rock, yeah. on a hill, on a rock, on a cliff. There was like stairs going up. Yeah. And then, uh, anyways, <laughs> get out to Inwood. We'll have to get Yeah, out you'll there. have to check it out. It get, only costs you $17. Get in one <laughs> at Inwood. Um, bucket, you got a bucket list course in Manitoba you never been to? That I've never been to. That you want to play? I'm trying to think, man. A lot of, I as you a, mentioned, there's a lot of rural yeah, courses Yeah, I played a there. lot of courses. I heard there's a good golf course in Roland. It's only nine holes, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to be really, really well kept. I think I've heard of that. Uh, and Carberry, there's a golf course in Carberry mm. Lake. I think it's called uh, Sand Hills or something. It's mm. a really, it's a nine hole course too, Carberry. but it's supposed to be really, really good. Okay. Well, then it was Glen Lee. We talked about that yeah. before. Yeah. On the, it's out there. There's a... Mm-hmm. Bunch yeah. of nine, nine old there's tracks. Lake of the Sand Hills, but that's totally east. Yeah, that's You're that's right. like by yeah. Petersfield, isn't it? Yeah. Lake of the Sand Hills. Uh, is that Petersfield, Buffalo Plain, southeast. By yeah. like oh, war, it's oh, like yeah, just Buffalo. before War that's Road. Right, yeah, before I still have never played Buffalo Point. That's that's a course mm. that I'd like to there play. There you go, bucket list. There we yeah. go. Me too. I'm with you on that one. It's a good oh, one. It's like a good one. Play, but would like to. We'll grab we'll grab Nick. He'll come in at like a 14 handicap, right? And we'll go down there and play. We said it's a DQ Nick roast. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's Golf Canada shows him at like a seven, yeah, index seven or something right now. But uh, good for him. Oh yeah, he's, he's playing a lot of golf. Improved tenfold over the last two years. Oh yeah, ever since he joined Breezy. Yeah, and started yep. playing with you. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and talking to us and beating me, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> nice seventy four is not bad. That's a good little round. That oh, was a good round. Um. What would you, uh, in your opinion, what's the uh, most memorable course you've ever played? Uh, Arbutus Ridge on Vancouver Island. Okay. Yeah, it's a beautiful golf course. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, right right around Nanaimo. Okay, because we just had, we heard J-Mac. Yeah. Man mentioned Victoria Golf Club. Oh, Victoria Golf Club is an incredible course, too. And, like, John, uh, Jonathan lives on, uh, in... On the island. Parker. Yeah, in Parksville. Mm-hmm. And he's a member at a club. That, uh, he sends pictures all the time, and it looks absolutely phenomenal. Oh, wow, we got to get out there. Yeah, I'm going to go out something there. Something bear or something? No, or? no it's, not, uh, it's not the bear course. It's um, Pheasant Glen, I believe it's called. Wow. Yeah. We got to get Parker on at some point. Yeah. Johnny Parker. 
fly out the there. whole crew. Oh, and like, yeah, fly out there, do the show. Well, I'm gonna Cam will be there. DQ Nick will be out there in at the end of August and see him play some golf. That's great. He will. John. John will be here in July, though. Oh, he will. Okay, oh, yeah. even better. Okay, well, oh, we'll clear the schedule. We'll lock him in. Yeah. Another one who could. Just, I was a, a Cinnamon Golf Club, and I, we've been talking to J Mac a little bit. We had a, like, we got a lot of good golfers here, and that came from here. But we only play six months a year. Just yeah. imagine if we could have played twelve. Oh, yeah. yeah, like you, there's no like you got to be so 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 good to play professional golf and live in a, in a province where you only get to play golf for four months a year, <laughs> mm. right? Yeah, you can hit balls in the simulator all you want, mm-hmm. but it's not the same. Right. It's not yeah. at all, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's some incredible talent that comes out of Manitoba, uh, you know, and it's only going to get better, I would suspect. Yeah. Right? As technology yeah. improves, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, like, people are willing to spend the money Mm-hmm. To get better, yeah. And guys want to get on the podcast, and girls want to get on the podcast. Well, we're singing, <laughs> <laughs> right? She's gonna sing. She's gonna sing. We might clo- we might have to close the show for the first time yeah. with a, the a song. song in the background. Maybe we'll do Oh Canada, she, Oh Canada, yeah, opening. that would be good for the. T- <laughs> or I'll just for edit it and put it at the front. Canada win. <laughs> Canada win at the go- uh, gold at the. Uh, World Cup there. Yeah, that was yeah. Good. World Hockey Championship. Yeah. Um. You got a bucket list course that you want to play? It's anywhere in the world. Besides Augusta, we can't say Augusta because it's at the top of everyone's <laughs> well, list. Well, yeah, and it's not even realistic, right? Because there's no chance in hell that I'm going to get on Augusta. Well, uh, Dale did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, um, well, Pebble, obviously, mm. right? Uh, it would be cool to play at uh, where, where they have the waste management. Mm-hmm. TPC Scottsdale. Scottsdale, yeah. yeah. Just to, you know, because they, apparently they don't take those bleachers down at all now. Mm-hmm. They just well, they leave don't everything okay. up. Because mm, I know when Mike and I both played, were the, they was, were putting them up, but that was a few years, that was before COVID. I went in November and they were building them, but uh, you were, you, didn't you go? Two weeks before. Two weeks before. So they must have been, yeah. the, the scaffolding would have been up. And yeah. I played with uh, former MLB player Dontrell Willis. Shout out cool. to him. Shout out big to Dontrell, big listener of the pod. He lives uh, right next to Shane Doan, also another great oh, really? big listener yeah. of the pod. Right yeah. on. Shane, we've asked him to come on a few times. <laughs> yeah. No response yet? <laughs> Not yet. He'll probably get back to you one of these days. I think so. Captain yeah. Canada. He's busy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, played, he his, played his whole career with the Jets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I think yeah, he was a part right. of that IHF Phoenix. team, too. Yeah, like, just recently. I thought he was, like, managing. Oh, could be. Oh, probably, yeah. Or something. I just heard Dontrell had nothing but good things. I guess they're both played out of the same golf club, too. Oh, really, eh? They're nice. just like, he's... He's the nicest so. guy, and that's why Don Trell said, he's like, I got to get up to Winnipeg because of Shane. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Well, and Kapaluau, too. Oh, oh yeah. On yeah. oh, Hawaii. Yeah. Is that the one? Did Derek Instance play that one? Yes. Possibly. That was, yeah, I could say Kapaluau. Kapaluau. Yeah, yeah. And, and Barry, uh, my, my buddy, he's played it a few times, too. It's, it's just phenomenal. So good. Shout out, Barry. Yeah, Barry Krause, <laughs> big crusher, ace. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, well, we talked about Nick's career low round earlier. Yeah. And we don't want to pump his tires mm-hmm. too much. Too much. Uh, <laughs> well, we're, we oh, already he's have. for dinner for all of Breezy Ben. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Six racks. Tonight only. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight only. Get down here. This drops one week from today. Uh, you got a clear career low round, Ken? I do. It's actually here at Breezy. Ooh. Uh, last year, I shot 67. Ooh. Ooh. 
And uh, take that, yeah. Nick. Yeah, take that, Nick. Uh, I was 67. Uh, played blue white combo tee that day, though. Yeah, that's but, all right. Yeah, Still, I that's hit the ball. 67 to 67. Real good. And it's funny, I was on 17 tee and I was six under. And I took a look at the card and it was just all oh. circles down the back nine. And I looked at it and I was like, holy shit. And I made a bogey on 17. Ooh. So finished five under. But yeah, that's, that's my career low. I, was seven, don't even know if it could ever be duplicated. Seventeen's a dog leg left. Yeah, yeah, I know the one. Yeah, I don't play that well. No, that doesn't ball. work. Doesn't work well for you. <laughs> no, it. Well, I guess if you're hooking the ball, right? If you're doing your well, your left to right, playing the draw as a lefty. Yeah, like I hit an iron on that hole. Oh, okay. And I ran it just through the fairway, and it was just kind of like under the base of the, like under or around the bottom of a tree. So I had to kind of punch it through and it rolled over the back of the green mm, and a chip and two putt for mm. five. Jerks. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of jerks. Uh, lots of talk about ribs uh, tonight. <laughs> and through our deep uh, community of resources in the golf community, we learned that you're a big patron of Tony Roma's. Tony Roma's is good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we uh, we like to go to Tony Aromas for <laughs> no, a rack no free or two. ads. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you like the ribs there. They have good good ribs at Tony Aromas. Yes, best in the city. Uh, Cheap, most affordable, or well, I wouldn't well, say I that. I wouldn't They're say not like it's affordable. Super yeah. affordable. I mean, you can always make the best ribs at home, right? That's true. Mm. But I don't want to have to go through the four-hour process of making them. It is a process. When I'm hungry on a Thursday night. <laughs> Kind of thing. What right? is, do uh, you put them in the oven, finish them on the queue, or what's your process like for making ribs? ribs? Yeah. Uh, you don't want to give away the secret. Well, That's no, fine. I cut them into like four rib or three rib pieces. Yeah. Boil them in Dr. Pepper. Okay. And then let them completely cool. How long do you boil them for? Two hours. Yeah. You got to peel the skin off too. The silver skin on the yeah. back. Yeah. And then just let them sit. And then you dunk them in barbecue sauce. Okay. And put them on the barbecue for. 10 minutes. Interesting. Mm, wow. Good. Char them a little bit and away you go. Boil them up. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Delicious. Or go to Tony Roma's or pick them up here at Breezy Bend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had the ribs here at Breezy yet. I've, I've heard they're really good though. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, somebody, somebody said you love Tony Roma's. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sure you can guess yeah. who that was. Yeah. Oh yeah. I sure can. <laughs> they got that onion ring stack. That, that was the onion like, loaf. Oh yeah. Onion yeah. loaf. Very yeah, nice. We, do we get yeah, that, peel that. Well. It's the best. They've had that forever. That's so good. I think that was their signature thing from the beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The onion loaf. Amazing that, that mm -hmm. well, not amazing that it's still there, but it certainly It's like a, a brick a of staple. lard, <laughs> really. <laughs> right? When With like, some when onions in it, yeah. It, it's like, it really is bad for you. <laughs> it's so delicious, but it's really bad for us. Of course. <laughs> so delicious. Uh, speaking of food, our flagship question what is your favorite condiment? My favorite condiment? Mm -hmm. Like with ribs, are you a barbecue sauce guy? On, on, I like barbecue okay. sauce yeah. on ribs, yeah, but not, not on steak or anything okay. like that. Uh, I don't know, Frank's Red Hot maybe? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or ketchup, obviously. Ketchup, yeah. yeah. Ketchup. But are you doing ketchup on a hot dog? On a hot dog? Mm -hmm. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, see? Oh. Mike, are you you're not? A, no, no. <laughs> wasn't Andrew Husser Patterson's that only was, kids? But he, was, <laughs> he, was, <laughs> yeah, that, he was very against. Yeah, well, if you just have a ketchup, a hot dog with just ketchup, <laughs> or you dip it in the ketchup, right? But you got to put more than just ketchup. No, I've uh, expelled it from my hot dogs. Really, eh? Pretty well, 100%. What about your burgers? 
let's see. Most likely, yeah, they're not. It's not there. You know, I've made room for for the mayonnaise. I've yeah. made room for the relish and the lettuce and the tomatoes and the onions in my life. And and ketchup just I don't just want, doesn't fit in. Eh? It doesn't fit into my life anymore. Fair enough, man. I Maybe mean, on yeah. some French fries, but. But there's an argument, too, where you can put mayonnaise on French fries, yeah. which is super unhealthy. But, uh, but tasty. Very good. <laughs> See, on French fries, I'm, I don't put anything on, just salt and vinegar. Ooh, I like that. Okay. That's it. Maybe, yeah. I do like salt and vinegar yeah. on the chips. And if you go to Five Guys, the Cajun seasoning, mm-hmm. that's good stuff. That's Ooh. good. I like it. Well, I think we'll maybe go with either barbecue sauce or hot sauce when you're making the... The spreadsheet. Yeah. Are you a hot sauce guy? I mean, Frank's what? Oh, hot yeah. Hot Frank's red hot. Like the spice? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. No, no, you put good. that shit on everything? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Except fries. Except fries, yeah. Doesn't go on That's fries. Good. good malt vinegar. Anyways. Mm. All right. Well, that, that was the back nine lightning round for Bryce Malashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce, 204-515-3446. Cam, this was awesome. Really appreciate so you being much up fun, on the guys. Ad. Awesome. Kind of talking about spikes and recapping... Our lives at the Boneyard oh, yeah. and recapping yours. It was a great trip down memory lane. The great the great times that we had, yeah, for sure. No, I appreciate you having me on, guys. That mm-hmm. was very awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's go play some golf. Yeah, let's throw some light out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> teach Back us. nine, nine. Teach, oh, the emergency nine. Teach <laughs> us how to play like Nick. Oh, God. <laughs> you need an eraser for that. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks again. Have yourself a good night. We'll talk to you next time. Say bye. Bye. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot.